You know what time it is? Okay, <laughs> that was not ladylike perchance. Well, that's uh, free gaming. Classic. <laughs> your light's solid red, ain't it, Chief? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as you can see, I am coming at you again. I would say live, but by technicality. What? Yes. Uh, anyway, this is pre-recorded every day. I have a special guest today, but he's going to be quiet until I ask him to talk, even though he may have already recognized his voice. Um, quick recap on what I'm doing in my life. Uh, this semester is kicking my ass. On three, we're going to open this can. One, two, three. You didn't open it with me. What the hell? Thank you. That's a Diet Coke. Diet Coke still hasn't sponsored me. I wrote them about three podcasts ago. I also emailed a rapper named Kyle about getting one of his songs that he covered by Kid Cudi, uh, The Pursuit of Happiness. I feel like that would be very quirky, a very nice addition to the show. We're going to see how that works. But uh, I'm tired. I had a long day at work, but I'm here with a brother from another mother. He's my sweet mate. Uh, I think he's more skeptical of me now than whenever he met me at the beginning of the semester. Here is my friend and colleague, Luigi Cabintog. How are you today, Chief? I'm great. How are you? I <laughs> since we were together. Yes. What did you think of my tour? Um, it's okay. It was okay. What would you change about me, Luigi? Uh, not much. Aww. Um, yeah. So. We both work on campus. I'd say, arguably, you are more important than I am due to the fact you're an SGA member. You do a lot more on campus than I do. I just exist. What's that face for? I believe that we're all equal on campus. Oh. And SGA provides an equal opportunity for all students. Man, what a politician. I love you. Uh, so that being said, Luigi, you are a freshman just like me. Yep. Let's give a little biographical thing about you. Where are you from? Give, give us that first. Well, I'm originally from the Philippines. I moved to the United States um, during 8th grade. And it was quite a transition. So I used to pretend like I didn't understand English just to not talk to people in 8th grade. Uh, or would you consider yourself pretty shy then? It's not more of being shy. It's more of like not talking to them. Didn't want to? Because I didn't like them. I see. But... Um, <laughs> Well, yeah. you do speak English now, so that's a good thing. I do. Would you consider yourself a shy person? Um, probably not. I'm very, although I'm very observant, mm -hmm. so some people may say that I'm being shy. I'm just observing and um, trying to see how I can approach you and talk to you. That is interesting. So, you are majoring in public administration, correct? Yeah. Minoring in political science, correct? Absolutely. Okay. So, why'd you pick those, Chief? Well, I like to think of it that my grandfather was my, my one of my many aspirations, and he was a politician. Mm -hmm. um, not just to be a politician, but to be involved in labor work. So he represented a lot of uh, labor unions, and um, for, you know, for equal opportunities of work, and for women, and for any other minorities. Um, so I feel like everyone should have a goal in life and my goal in life is 
just to be able to be give back to each other to to others and i feel like i can do that by being in policy making and um, reforming our laws especially our um, in taxes wise and our justice system so i feel like in politics i would be able to change that okay so how long have you been of that mindset mm, never seen those I was, I could have a mindset. Really? I got you. <laughs> Did you feel that way whenever you were in the Philippines? Well, I lived with my grandparents too. Okay. So that's probably why my grandfather would bring me to his meetings when um, he was still a congressman back then in the Philippines. And then uh, he's also a lawyer, but I don't think I'll end up, to, uh, I don't know yet if I'm going to go to law school. So. So why did you live with your grandparents, if I may ask you? Was that just well, the family setup? Yeah, that's just how it was. Um, usually, um, it's very similar to Hispanic families that in the Philippines, usually um, we all live together, um, like somewhat, sometimes in a compound. Um, different houses, but it's the same lot. Mm-hmm. And that's just how family structure is until we move out, like the family moves out on their own. Um, but my parents, my mom did, was already living here in the U.S., and I was living and growing up with my grandparents and my aunt in the Philippines, um, waiting for my uh, paperwork to get through okay. to migrate here. So, did your mom and dad come here? Like, how old were you whenever your parents came here? Um, I was 13 years old, so that was eighth grade, and my parents were separated. So my biological dad is in the Philippines and my mom is here with my stepdad okay do you know your dad well uh, I like to think so okay well that's good at least and so whenever you picked UIS was that what made you pick this university then well besides my major being public admin political science um, basically it's, it's, it's location being in the capital of Illinois uh, center of the government and multiple uh, government agencies and nonprofits being here. Um, UIS really uh, offers a lot of internship opportunities and job opportunities. So. Okay. So, from my understanding, whenever we talk, the stuff that I've learned from you, and we've been together now for five, six, seven months, how long, ever long we've been on campus. Yeah. That time. From my understanding, you've always been interested in being a civil servant, working for the public good, even so, back in your hometown of Westchester, correct? Yes, Westchester, Illinois. So, would you like to elaborate? From my understanding, you did a lot in Westchester. I probably wouldn't do it justice if I tried to elaborate, so would you please? Well, I guess. Um, I was very involved in my high school. Um, I was in certain government back then, and my high school was really, it was underfunded, it was not very well liked from the public, uh, mm-hmm. the community didn't like it, people were going to private schools, and when I was in certain government, my main goal was to um, rebuild our relationships within our community. So for me to just be a student council, typically student councils, they, they focus on just student activities, homecoming, typical stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I felt like we really did it in the next level to reach out to communities um, to uh, make our schools better, not just our school, but our whole school district. Yeah. Uh, we have three schools in our school district, and there's been a lot of uh, problems with um, who gets the right resources and stuff. 
Um, so we really needed uh, equity in the, in the district and I was fired off the search for a new superintendent. Um, when I felt like I couldn't really do much as student government, um, I made sure that the student government had a better relationship with the school board, not just our administration. And then eventually we got a new administration in with a new vision and I hope that I'll be able to send my kids there without any problems <laughs> in the future, um, with the right resources, with the right um, tools that they can use to better their future. And when I was a sophomore, someone asked me why I did all those stuff for my high school. It was, you know, like, you care too much for high school and you're only there here for four years. Uh, I always told them that, well, whenever I travel and I say what high school I'm from, which is provides the West, it would always be a negative comment from anybody. Really? And they try not to offend me, but I mean, it's also a fact that we have some bad things happen and mm -hmm. we don't have the highest test scores, but it is, it's just, it's just different to see that perspective going to school, high school conferences and like, oh, I'm from Proviso West High School and they just change the mood and Huh. You know, just refer to something else, especially those schools who are near us, those school districts who are near us. So I guess all my work from my high school and the work they want to do after high school to give back to my high school and my uh, communities that I want to be able to go around the country at some point um, for whatever reason and say like, oh yeah, I graduated from this high school and not have the same comments ever again. Yeah, I wanted to be like, oh, like, isn't that where this notable alumni graduated? Like something <laughs> like that. Um, we did have astronauts graduate from my high school, so. That's pretty. But good. obviously, people nowadays they focus on the negative sides and less on the positives. So. I gotcha. So, do you have aspirations, or I guess aspirations may not be the right word, but do you want to eventually return to your hometown of Westchester? I plan on returning after. Um, UIS. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure yet. I might stay for grad school or I might pick a grad uh, school near uh, back home and then do grad school there, um, get a master's. But I do know is that after four years here, um, I do plan on running for my school board, which is uh, Rice Township High School's District 209. So um, I've been talking to people back home and then we're trying to start a what do you call that nowadays? Well, it's more of like um, what Bernie does. A coalition? What do you... Uh, well, I guess you could call it a coalition, but more of like... Grassroots movement? Grassroots movement uh, for a school board. Um, currently, we have a very great group of school board right now. Um, they're a group of parents, and they're actual parents to send their schools to my schools. Uh -huh. um, not like parents who send their kids to private school so they don't really know what's happening in our schools. Yeah. And I don't understand how you can implement um, policy without actually going through it. And from my perspective, I want to be a fresh graduate of that high school and of higher ed mm -hmm. and get my perspective into mainly student involvement and student activities first. And obviously um, uh, diversity since I want, I've always been uh, pushing for diversity, um, even though I am Asian, mm -hmm. I've 
pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm very well rounded, considering um, all my friends. You know, I come from a very diverse neighborhood in Proviso, um, so. Would you say that Springfield is probably less diverse than Westchester? I think the city of Springfield is very diverse, um, not not including UIS. Okay. UIS is still a predominantly white institution, mm-hmm. even though we um, the university does pride uh, does take pride of its diversity, and um, we have we have the diversity. Um, Center and uh, diversity and center and inclusion, mm-hmm. um, and they do a pretty good job with uh, involving everybody. Um, for your tours and my tours and just working at the front desk here at the university, I've, we've had parents ask about diversity too, and I'm pretty confident to say that UIS is very, very inclusive. There you it's go. A very inclusive university. I like that. I have a question about, you said you wanted to go to grad school, and that would be for public administration, correct? Most likely not. Most what would it be for, though? I am not sure yet. So, you want to get a... marketing. Marketing. Yes. So, all right. I'm a little confused, but I feel like you're going to elaborate, so it'll be okay. You want to go to grad school for marketing. Does that mean you'll change your major? No. Um, So... Basically, you get your bachelor's for something, and yes. then you can go for your master's for really anything. Okay. So I just want to expand horizons, but it's not set yet. It's like 100% I'm set for that. Uh-huh. Um, but I somewhat want to do marketing simply because usually in the marketing field, it's your job to better communicate with people, regardless if you're working for a company or a nonprofit or a governmental agency, you're trying to get across you're trying to get your message across to people and I feel like I can do that better since politics public policy and stuff like that you need to be able to communicate with people um, in a better way and get input uh-huh. like I love input I like some people sure like sometimes I mean not just some people I get sometimes you know you get kind of overwhelmed and you're not in a good mood and then someone's you may see it as a judgment, a bad judgment, but it's really just an input on how you can improve yourself. I think that's how people should see it all the time when someone says, oh, you can do this and this and that, or why did you do this? It's not always a negative thing to receiving input from people. Like and constructive criticism, is that what you're getting at? Yes, yes, yes. So, so, yeah. Interesting. So, say you get a master's in marketing, get your bachelor's in public administration and a minor in political science as of right now is what it's looking like. So does that mean you're going to become a civil servant? Like technically, I'd imagine that you're already giving back to your community. Well, you're already an SGA member. What does that mean? Anyone can be a civil servant, yes. regardless of your profession. Um, but like as your actual career-wise, like what do you think you're going to do? Career-wise, I am not sure. My goal before um, I went to UIS was, after UIS, I wanted to go work for a nonprofit. A nonprofit. I wanted to do prevention work um, in terms of uh, alcohol and drug abuse and just peer pressure. Uh, like my organizations are sad. A students against destructive decisions. Um, we're trying to expand to the college level, but mm-hmm. we're trying to see how we can um, incorporate sad values to the college life. Yeah. So 
that might be a little challenge for us. So we can't just make it happen in the next semester. Yeah. Um, we c because we actually develop curriculum on how to teach that and how um, to prevent binge drinking and how for people to better understand how to drink uh, properly. Because now in college, you can't tell people don't drink because half the population is 21 and up. Mm -hmm. um, the best you can say is to educate. It's always best to educate someone about something. Um, so we plan on educating college students on um, the dangers of alcohol and drugs. And obviously, um, we also cover teen, um, teen driver safety or driver safety in general at this point. Because, um, like I said, prevention-wise, these are all preventable stuff. Mm -hmm. um, no one has to get hurt or unfortunately die from these things that we can stop. So I got you. I have a couple of things that I do want to talk to you about that I think you are eligible to talk about. Um, the first thing is, since you are an SGA member, Student Government Association, I kind of want your input of what you would like to change about the university. I don't think you'll get in trouble for being honest, but I do want <laughs> you also work with, uh, you're doing marketing for student orientation as well. I do. And you also work at the front desk of the student union. Yeah. So I'd love to hear your input about the university. Any Would you like the koi pond also? How do you feel about any that? Any institution. Okay. There's no perfect place for anybody. Any institution has its um, pros and cons, and any institution has room for improvement. Doesn't matter if you've been there for years. Doesn't matter if you're a new university. Yes. Um, there's always room for improvement. Um, that's why we love innovation here at UAS. <laughs> Um, in terms of SGA, there's a lot of things going on right now. Um, I think we have a very good administration. Um, really? Comparing it from previous SGA administrations, okay. we've really tried our best to have ourselves uh, be visible on campus. I think students should um, know. Can I ask about cats? Of course. Yeah. Uh, well, let me get to the uh, stuff first. So okay. What I would change here is that. Um, we need to focus on our marketing, not right. because I'm interested in marketing. Um, I want to focus on our marketing and get more people to apply. Um, I think we should definitely look into growing our um, student population here on campus. All right, I do have a question about that. Whenever people say growing the student population on campus, I think that's actually good. Do you think there will ever come a point where UIS, I think, markets itself on being more intimate than most colleges. Would you agree with that? What do you mean by that? Like, because I'm a student ambassador, they always tell me we have a 15 to 1 faculty-to-student ratio. And they yes. want to, oh, Your professor always knows your name, stuff like that. Like, do you think we'll ever want to grow past the point where we can't really say that? I think that we. it's going to be a while for us to go... That's reasonable, but do you think it's well. good? We to have do a lot that. of empty classrooms. Yes, and I'm confident the university will have more professors as as long as the enrollment goes up. Because mm -hmm. right now, probably a couple more semesters, we can still have that fifteen to one ratio. Because like you, you, said, you think in so? One of your classes, you only have seven students. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. You know, you're more focused with the lecture and your professor. I agree. So. Like, I don't want to say the school ever get as big as Champagne or something like that. But we are equipped. 
to do that with um, property wise. <laughs> yes, but do you think we should ever do that? Um, I think we'll be there eventually. Do you think that's good though? Why would it be? Just because. I, do you think? All right, say the population grows as big as Champagne. Would you argue that the school will keep hiring people to the point where that faculty to student ratio would still be the same? Is that what your argument you um, think would be? That would most likely change, obviously. Okay. But um, I don't think that would really affect the quality of education that U of I system provides. The only thing that I would be skeptical of is the idea of I think a lot of people choose this university over Champaign or Chicago, obviously because of financial reasons, but also the idea of more intimacy. Because I don't know about you, but I got admitted into Champaign and I didn't go. Obviously, it helps that I got a financial boost to come here. I didn't really check to see what my financial aid would be at Champaign, mm -hmm. but it was a lot more reasonable to come here financially for one, but also the intimacy and being able to not get be lost in a sea of people. I think that the UIS has a strategic compass plan uh -huh. that they're working on, including um, expanding and um, um, including enrollment with that. So, um, one of the reasons for our smaller class sizes too is that because of our departments, like our business uh, management and our education department, because. Uh -huh. Our classes, not like in high school, this depends obviously in our major. Yes. So the lower is to say we have a new major, of, and the, one of the newest one is um, information security systems. Um, so they might have lower class, uh, lower class sizes because it's new. So the more departments that grows, um, the more like the less likely our classes would be bigger because of the number of students taking classes. So, like for example, for um, for pottery, I think they have thirty five kids there. They have thirty five students because it's a pretty popular class that mm -hmm. everybody wants to take. So that's like it depends on because you know we get to bigger classes, so that always depends on that. Okay. And, uh, I think it's gonna be a while for us to worry about that. Uh, US, so. I'd hope so. All right. Another pressing issue that we talked about a lot fall semester is the campus cats. So since you are a very uh, important man on campus, if you ask me, I would love to hear your, how should I say, commentary of what you think is best for the cats and how do you think the university is handling it. <laughs> Give me Susan Cook's game plan. I'm just curious well, what Dr. your take Cook is. is the She's a doctor? You go, girl. Um, she's a very well-educated woman, and I'm confident that she's gonna, you know, decide what's best for you. <laughs> okay. However, yes, I believe that student voice is always important because mm -hmm. we are without us, there's no university. Um, and our one of our campaigns is leadership lives, and I think that. One of the meanings of that is, you know, students being able to affect policy on campus and their campus, yes. and having a say in, uh, on what the university does. Uh, for the campus cat issue, I think that there's a lot of variables that goes into it. Um, the university did do extensive extensive research on how they should handle it, mm -hmm. and. 
there there's just so much opinions and research out there um including PETA um that just contradicts each other mm -hmm. and these the, the results of this research depends on each location so like location on campus or just in general location across the country okay because um universities across the countries have have had issues with feral, cat, feral cats yeah and it may be unfortunate that they are trapping the cats and maybe they're doing it the wrong way um i think the our local animal protection league is doing a very good job uh, with taking care of the ones that they have and uh, getting them ready and vaccinated for adoption mm -hmm. but I don't really think cats bother the students I think the students like the cats for the most part yeah for the most part but I also don't think the students see where the university is coming from from their side yeah um, so there's a 50-50 on that I want to, I'm on a 50-50 on that on um, in terms of siding with that Mm -hmm. But I do believe that we have more pressing issues mm -hmm. than the campus cat issue. Like the koi um, pond? The koi <laughs> pond is no issue. Um, <laughs> koi was donated from the governor's mansion from former Governor Rauner when they were doing renovations there. Nice. Um, and the university spent about 20 grand on building that pond. Okay. So hopefully all the kois are okay throughout the winter. I did actually see them, and they were deep, so... Yeah. Hopefully nothing bad happens though. Yeah. There's always talk about a pool on UIS campus, so I'm going to ask you a question. We have been asked about that. I can only imagine. Well, hopefully we broadcast this and you don't have to worry about this question too much. Sure. So, how much, no, not even how much, why do people ask questions about the pool? Why don't we have a pool? Is there funding things? Is it the university's decision? Do you guys play a role in it, SGA in general? There, there. There's been a lot of, before our time here at U.S., there's already been a lot of conversations about getting a pool. Yes. Since we have that beautiful track yes. um, on the other side of the union. And um, one of the many reasons of our tuition being low is because of some facilities that we don't have that other universities have. Uh -huh. So the less stuff we have to pay for, the less tuition we have to pay for. Very reasonable. <laughs> um, one of the reasons, well, other reasons for the uh, pool, not uh, to have to not have the pool, is that the university would have to pay insurance for every single enrolled student here. Yeah. That may or may not use the pool. It doesn't matter. It can't be a membership because you're excluding access um, to a public university uh, pool. So it has to be for everybody. I see. So if you have students who's not really going to use the pool, I mean, sure, it's going to be a big hype. It's a new pool. But still, not everybody's going to use the pool. Yes. Uh, we don't have a swim team, so there's, there's no... Um, maybe we could have a swim team once we have a pool, mm -hmm. but that is still a big financial um, commitment uh, from both students and the university. Um, one great, good example is the student union. Uh, we pay $200 a semester for this building. Mm -hmm. So it might be a little too soon for a pool once you tell students, like, hey, your tuition's going to go up, plus the union, plus a new pool, um, construction, and the fees and the insurance for the pool. Because everyone has to be insured, every student has to be insured under the university for the pool. I see. That's very reasonable. 
So that's why there is not a pool. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I do believe that you guys, the Deeks, uh, Delta Kappa Epsilon, is that what it is? Yes. All right. You guys are doing a fundraiser, correct? We are. I would like you to elaborate on that. Um, so last week we announced that the Delta Kappa Epsilon fraternity, Kappa Beta Colony, uh, is partnering <laughs> with... Well, we're, we're in philanthropic partners with... Um, the Habitat for Humanity of Sangamon County. Um, so ha- I, I hope everybody knows what Habitat for Humanity does. I um, doubt they do. They help build houses for there those who are um, less fortunate than us and for those who are qualified to get a brand new house. Um, they help them physically build them and then they pay a lower mortgage than um, typical families. Um, they do um, work across the country and internationally sorry no you're good that coke's getting to me would you like another one no i'm good oh okay i think i'm about to have another one myself i'm a regular i'm a original coke guy that's a shame but yeah um habitat for humanity is a great organization who helps uh, other people and um since i am i am the philanthropy chair and service chair for um dke uh, we chose Habitat for Humanity. Uh, we have a local office, Habitat for Humanity of Salmon County, and we are raising money for them. Our goal this for the end of the semester is five hundred dollars. Uh, people can donate online. People can go to our fundraising events. We're having a Buffalo Wild Wings fundraiser on um, Mar on Wednesday, March sixth. Okay. Four four two zero Wabash Avenue, Springfield. Uh, that is the address <laughs> of our. Buffalo Wild Wings, 4420 Wabash Avenue. And that's going to be 48 p.m. <laughs> if you're in the Springfield area, feel free to stop by. And um, make sure you want to get one of our tickets. And then uh, we can get a percentage, uh, percent of your um, pay or your bill uh, that will be going to Habitat. And uh, watch out for bake sales. <laughs> okay. I want to ask you a question about a fraternity in general, since you are a part of the fraternity. And from my understanding and talking to a lot of the people that are in fraternities, they weren't as bad as I thought they were. I thought I think even they're good, some of them at least. I want your perspective on fraternities here at, on campus, and then we can talk about campuses and fraternities elsewhere. Sure. But that all being said, how do you feel about your fraternity? What purpose do you think it actually serves? Well, I cannot give any input on other fraternities because it's all different but for my fraternity um, Delta Cap Epsilon is um, a social fraternity yes. and it's also considered a secret society fraternity um, we've been around for 175 years or celebrating our 175 this summer uh-huh. um, so meaning we were founded in 1844 and um, that's way beyond my grandparents. <laughs> um, so I feel. Yeah. But um, on campus, um, our fraternity is focused on um, equality. And we're, I believe that we're a very diverse fraternity. Yes. Um, and uh, we focus on volunteer work. One of the major things we have to offer is networking once we're done with college. Um, DKE has a lot of... Um, Opportunity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, we have a lot of notable alumni. Yes. This is from um, UIS. We have notable alumni from across the world. 
Uh, since we are an international fraternity, we have chapters in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, the former president of, um, I forgot what country, uh, sorry. You're okay. Said alumni. Uh, who are some presidents that are alumni from oh, your fraternity here? Give me one second. Can you mute this? Yep. I think Luigi has it's to go speak to someone. There you go. It's blinking. I got you. Um, I'm a virgin. But yeah, I had another Diet Coke. I think Luigi's on the clock right now. But uh, ironically, you're in the middle of the union in an office that I'm not technically allowed. Nah, I'm allowed to be in it. I know the girl slash guy that runs this thing. I think her name's Heba. And Gavin Hunt. I think I actually have guitar class with Gavin. He's a really cool guy. But, uh, yep. There's nothing really going on in my life. But uh, I'll give you a heads up with Blake. Blake is... I think, well, he is in California. He's going, I think, to his MOS, which is a special training for, like, his job. I say job in quotations because it's going to be field work, I think, March 19th. So he's going to be there at least 17 more days, if you guys are listening, the 2nd of March that we're on right now. But he was in the field for seven days, actually shooting guns and doing all that wild shit. But he's doing okay. Um, my parents are selling the deli. It should be sold by Tuesday morning. So, there you go. That is the last time that my family will own that area, Jacksme Mark and Deli. It's kind of wild. It's five, five, six years. It's, it's emotional, I will be honest. It was a bittersweet feeling because I'm happy to know that it's not going to be my parents. I'll, I'm going to be up front. I didn't have a whole lot of fond memories, but helped me grow as a person I had to deal with a lot of troubles and that deli was a part of a lot of things I had to experience growing from middle school to high school it's weird to think that I used to be 13 and 14 years old working on the floor in that place before it was even open and now it's weird to think that I was one of the most popular businesses in southern Illinois and I'm not saying that to be pretentious I'm saying that to be factual but uh, I, it's just, I don't want to say it's emotional, but it's definitely interesting. Uh, other things that are happening this semester, man, it is whooping your boy's ass. But again, it is what it is. I'm supposed to be traveling a little bit, redownloaded Tinder, all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm supposed to go on a date whenever I get back to Carbondale. I, I, I'm skeptical. I probably, I'm not going to cancel, but I don't think she's that interested. But again, Tender is tender. You can only do so much. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think. Spring break's coming up. I'm probably going to go up to Aurora, I think, and see a couple of my friends that I made here at UIS. Uh, Alex Kinney, who's been on the podcast, and hopefully Justin Fisher. Probably meet up there. Um, meet some of my friends back in Murfreesboro slash Carbondale. I'm going to do that jazz. And there's, I feel like there's something else that I was going to tell you guys. I'm also kind of trying to elaborate on things. I'd usually elaborate on it at the Look end at of this. Okay, he has to pee. Well, <laughs> I'm going to pause it right here, I think, and we'll be back very shortly. Oh, my Just God. Kidding. All right, we're back. So everything come out okay? 
in terms of like your urination. Oh, well, solid stream. Talking about that, my bladder is pretty great. Thank you very much. Was it clear? Was it yellow? Was it red? That's too much information. No, mm-hmm. that might be a HIPAA violation. Really? What's HIPAA? It's a health professional oh. privacy laws. <laughs> okay. I used to work for a pharmacy. Oh, you should. Um, Back in the Walgreens days. Yeah, Walgreens days and. Um, here in the University Avenue privacy law, I had to abide for Mrs. Sherpa um, with all the families uh, since I work for orientation. So. so was your pee clean? Sure. Okay, that's good. All right, back to what we were talking about. We were talking about the Deeks. The Deeks. The Deeks. Okay. We were talking about what fraternity means to you, your brotherhood. So, yeah, basically, you said it yourself, um, fraternity is brotherhood. Um, it's pretty impressive. Um, what Brotherhood comes up with um, in terms of needing help with multiple things with homework and just being there for each other and um, we try to embrace we try to get more involved since we are a new fraternity on campus how new are you guys if I may ask 2017 oh really so like okay originally we were um, well they were the founding fathers were from kickbacks club so they just a bunch of games, board games, and uh, ping pong, and uh, stuff like that. And they decided that they wanted to be a fraternity. So the president, I'm assuming John, and is Gavin anything in that? He is one of the founding fathers, and he was the first president. Okay. And he is the new um, new member educational. I don't really know his title. No, that's okay. But anyway, so you said it's a social fraternity? It is. Okay. There's different ones. So there's an academic one. Yes. So it could be like a business or a law fraternity. All right. Um, there's cultural ones um, like uh, the Alphas and um, GFIO, um, Gamma Phi Omega is the cultural one. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, a different, there's different categories within Greek life. Um, so, yeah, we have 10 on campus, uh, five sororities and five fraternities. All right. Um, so, the other large one that I'm aware of, Phi Kappa Tau, is that a social fraternity? I am not very sure what they, um, I think they, they are. They okay. Are. So, so, I actually, um, connected with a middle school friend, uh, who goes to Bradley University, and That's apparently That's in Quincy, in, isn't it? I think so. Okay. Apparently, his and uh, he just got initiated to Phi Kappa Tau there, so it's a small world. Okay. I'm so I have a question for you. I think a lot of people misinterpret like they've seen American Pie or something goofy, and they think like you're gonna get spanked until your ass bleeds or something kinky like that. Would you like to elaborate? Well, the it's, best movie for that is Animal House. There you go. <laughs> well, still. No. Uh, like I'm assuming, obviously, college campuses anymore are very weary about things we like that. We take it very seriously. Um, as a university and as a fraternity, uh-huh. um, that's something that was not part of our process. Mm-hmm. Um, even from our founding fathers back in 1844. Okay. So it's really not sure where that started or which fraternity or sorority or whatever the background for hazing and uh, 
Uh, yeah, I said the H word. Apparently, the university does not like hearing that on campus. <laughs> um, but um, we take it very seriously. Um, uh, our I know our international fraternity takes us very seriously. We recently had, unfortunately, um, we've had a chapter close in Louisiana State University, um, the Zeta Zeta chapter of DKE, um, because of some hazing allegations, and they were found uh, guilty of that um, in through internal uh, investigations with DKE. Um, so they, DKE and the university shut them down, and now I think they're in jail. And, Are you um, serious? Yeah. Dang. And um, they have a couple um, administrations that are on leave because they claim, some people claim that they were aware and they didn't report it. That is definitely no point. And that is, yeah, yeah. But I can assure you I'm confident with our Greek life here, um, the administrations here in the university, that they will take a swift action All right. that. Very reasonable. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple of things, and I want you to see if I'm off base or on base. Okay. Sure. I don't think our, our fraternities here do stupid shit like this, but I've talked to people that are in fraternities and sororities, and so I'm going to like say a couple things that I want to sure. know your opinion. Like sometimes, from my understanding, people being initiated into the organization are called pledges, and like they have rush week and all that jazz. And, like, I'll talk to some of my friends that are in these, like, bigger university schools, talk about how, like, some of the uh, bigs or whatever, however the system works, tries to get them to drink X amount of liquor, smoke some... That is some considered do- anything. Yes, I know. But, like, I know some of my friends did not do that, and I respect that. They still got initiated, but they didn't, like, get the, like, you gotta do this, yeah. or that type of thing. I'm assuming... I know you can't speak for all the fraternities on campus, but I don't think the Deeks would ever do something with them. The purpose of the big, the little, or the father and son within a fraternity, like the new members and then the mm-hmm. actives, are mentorship. It's yes. supposed to be a mentor uh, mentor program um, within educating the new members of our history. Now that's for us. I don't know how other Greek organizations uh, run their um, recruitment and new members but that's for us. Uh, it's very important that we understand our history, um, how we were founded, why we were founded, um, mm-hmm. and to pass it on. It's always been like that for 175 years for across the country, even in Canada. So, All right. So do you, think, do you find it easy to maintain your individuality being a fraternity? Well, from my understanding or from my perspective, I'm not saying you as an example because I th- say that'd be a bad example. Sure. But some people, whenever they become a frat person, and this is more, I'd say, for bigger schools that this usually happens, they usually kind of lose sight of why they're actually in college. I feel like people don't see the brotherhood necessarily as something of building relationships and networking as it is to just get trashed or act stupid. See, that's like uh, like you said, um, when you said, what's the movie that you said? American Pie. You so said like, Animal that's, House. That is a very... Stereotypical. Stereotypical um, definition of what a fraternity is. Um, part of our educational program is we don't like being called frat. And this is for the deeks whenever you yes. speak. Okay. Um, 
We are a fraternity. Yes. Uh, call us a frat, and that's just. I feel like we. Uh, I personally feel like that's just an insult. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, we try to be different than the typical American uh, fraternities. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Efron's movie Neighbors. Um, so that's really not how we. That's not one of our values of just being trashed. Um, we at a, during our we have debates. We hold debates within our fraternity, mm-hmm. um, and it's really it's very important to talk about those important issues, uh, social issues in our country. So it sounds very nerdy and lame, but we do we still do have parties and social gatherings uh, on and off campus. Okay, I'd say that's pretty reasonable, and I'm just asking these questions so people have a better understanding. Yeah, because like. I never envisioned to be in a fraternity like this. Like this. Okay. And I think uh, a lot of people have that, you know, mindset that oh, it's a fraternity, and obviously, parents are concerned. You've seen the news. We've seen the news. But mm-hmm. a fraternity, as a whole, as like an international or whatever national organization, a fraternity or sorority has, the chapter its own or the colony its own at a university defines itself not the whole fraternity okay so as a UIS DKE we define ourselves as a different type of people but we are still DKE mm-hmm. but it's we run you know every organization runs things differently uh, especially at our own university so UIUC um, ISU SAU might run their fraternities differently and obviously yeah okay so I'll ask you a question personally about life here at UIS. Do you enjoy it? Hashtag my UIS life. Yes. Like, do you foresee yourself being here all four years? I hope so. You hope so. Um, Is there anything that take you away from this place? Um, you never know where life brings you. Strongly agree. Um, like I said, didn't know I was going to be a fraternity. Didn't know I was going to be a UAS when I moved to the United States. So, uh-huh. you never know. So Just go along where life takes you. Whenever you came to the United States, you were 13, correct? Yes. Do you, I'm assuming you like it. I don't want to say comparatively, but I will ask the question anyway. Do you like it better here than you did the Philippines? That's, that's a very common question asked. Um, to me but I feel like I always answer both there's there's ups and downs for both countries um, obviously the United States has its own issues and my country has its own issues but if you really want to look into life <laughs> in a more of like a Buddhist way <laughs> like you just no money no materialistic things you just want to enjoy I'm a, like, I like, like to enjoy nature a lot mm-hmm. and if you just want to enjoy nature and you want to um, travel the world and stuff like that both countries have very rich I want to say land and history huh. whether it be good or bad and when if I were to travel that's all I want to care about I don't want to be like oh like yeah like taxes and stuff like that or the political climate here is like that so this country's better like no like um, when I study the culture or I look at the culture and the history and stuff like that but I don't really 
I feel like it's 50-50 for both. Really? I mean, I just have to be here right now. Doesn't mean I hate that country, you know. Have you been back since you've been I went 13? back in, like, a year after. No, 2014. Okay. Um, my stepdad is white, and we brought him with for his first time um, in the Philippines, and he was very pretty amazed, and uh, he was... Uh, he had a better understanding of our culture back then. Right? I think he enjoyed, he enjoyed himself. Yeah. Do you ever see, foresee yourself living there? Um, I might have. Uh oh, sorry. I don't, hope he doesn't get his balls busted. And we're back to a solo podcast. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to just get a broader perspective, of Luigi. I think a lot of people that know him know him i don't want to say personally but i feel like he's a very not calculated individual but you can tell he's well spoken and pretty precise hopefully he loosens up a little bit i think he's been pretty chill so i think it's been a good podcast so far i hope the audio is okay i'm looking at this and i don't know why i don't know if i just talk louder than everybody else but my microphone always seems to be a lot louder Whenever I'm actually in the conversation, I try to back away from it a little bit. So whenever, I hope you guys aren't having to adjust the volume like willy-nilly. But that is stuff I've been looking into whenever I've been doing these podcasts. But on my second can of Diet Coke, it is a Saturday. We had preview day together. I'm Luigi's back. And it's just, it was a very interesting experience today. What? I was talking about uh, I hope you weren't getting your balls busted Oh, well, where we were talking yeah. about We were talking about if you'd ever be Like living in the Philippines again Oh, yeah, there's a lot of factors That goes into that um, Education-wise It might not be I'm not sure Well, U of I is an internationally known university Gang gang So, I don't know In terms of job-wise, you know Okay but, one thing that would be pretty cool is in terms of politics, I could be an ambassador to the Philippines. Like from the United Nations or something? From the U.S. Since I am a U.S. citizen, but technically I was born in the Philippines, so I have a better understanding of how the culture is. Okay. So I think it makes sense with, you know, if whoever the president might be in the future, if you can hear me right now, I always have to be an ambassador. That'd be pretty dope. All right. There was something I wanted to ask you about. I'm trying to think. I don't know if it was necessarily about the Philippines. Oh, it was about your romance. That's what it was about. My romance. Your romance. I was just wondering if you had any. Sure. Like, do you foresee yourself getting... I don't want to ask two personal questions about... I mean, I think it's a little too late for that when you ask about the pee. The pee? Oh, yeah, (laughs) I asked about your urine sample. But anyway, like, you said something about factors that would keep you staying here versus letting you go back. Um, I don't know. Do you... You got your eye on anybody? Can I ask you that question? Well. Yes. No. There's a recent one. Ooh. There you go. Do I know her? Is she a nice lady? I think you do. Okay. But we're, we're going to leave it at that because we'll, I don't know if she might hear this. And, uh, we'll leave the suspense out on there. Or, you know, Very reasonable statement. But um, she is a pretty smart young lady. Nice. She I, is a freshman. Uh-oh. She's a... Uh, Pretty good looking, you know. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. And um, I think it's going well for now. 
Well, that's pretty good. I've been chewing on this pen, and this isn't even my office, so I hope they're okay yeah, with it. Yeah, I that. think you should keep the pen because your germs are slow right now. Probably. Your DNA is slow right now. <laughs> okay. So, it was some, I'm trying to remember. I think I was going to ask you something about... Not if you were happier, because that's the last question I was going to ask you about something else. It had to do with, I believe... Ah, dang, that makes me sad. This is one of the first... Hmm. What do you think it was about? I was going to ask you what you thought about me whenever we first met each other. That Because... <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to have a conversation about this. Well, Jackson. Yes. Here we go. Give it to me straight. You're quite a character. I try. Yeah, very high energy, and that's a good thing. Uh, you're very positive. And I should ask you about me more often. Yeah, I guess. I'll leave you a post-it note on your door. You did? No. Oh. I did. You probably did. Like last week. Well, I don't know. It's one of your notes thingy. Okay. Whatever. Uh, yeah. High energy, always positive for no reason. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. But um, there's a lot of awkward moments in that in our lounge and uh, mm-hmm. in our um, bathroom and our hall mini hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of licking of my rock salt lamp in my room. Well, you only live once, a humble and, opinion. Um, yeah, I think it's starting to melt because of all. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I was like, damn. Yikes. You had a roommate that is no longer <laughs> my sweet mate, no yes. longer your roommate. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, how do you feel? Like, how was that process? Was it pretty awkward? Um, because from my understanding, he never even slept in the room after you guys it got... It was a very, 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 very stressful semester to have him as a roommate. Yeah. Oh. I did not completely understand what the issue was. Mm-hmm. We, I encouraged for a peer mediation with our, our beautiful RA Genesis, <laughs> and we had a peer mediation with our resident director, Will, and I still got the same response, and I don't really understand how to go on with that. So all I said after that was to, let's see, until the end of th- this semester, um, which was which was last semester, and let's work things out. We're both new to college. We're both new to having roommates. Maybe we're just adjusting, and obviously it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone else had roommate issues, and then we organized a swap, and now it's pretty cool. I got you. Our, it's our boy Jordan now. Our boy Jordan Matthews. Um, he's actually he's, he's showed an interest in being on the podcast as well. I think yeah, that'd be an interesting but, episode. Um, pretty good he jordan is a character too he he, he pinched my nipple oh well i don't know you were there that. for that i, I don't know i don't want to think about that but okay. he's, he cares a lot mm-hmm. and uh, he's very affectionate and during for my birthday he <laughs> walked in <laughs> i was just i don't i celebrate birthdays but i'm not really like looking forward to it anymore you were face down on your yeah, food Yeah, I was sleeping already, and that was like the midnight off the birthday. I was like, you know, it's just another day. I'm 19 now. And I just hear Jordan walk in. He's like, Louie? And then five other people walk in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, crap. Like, something's about to happen. And I didn't want to look. And he started singing happy birthday. 
which is I appreciate. And then I looked, I saw people as a Jackson, Ender, Elena, and Jordan. And then I was like, cool, like, I'm trying to go to sleep, but they're here singing happy birthday. Not to be unappreciative or not, it's just, whatever. It's just like, I was really tired that day. And then Jordan had a confetti um, steak, whatever. And mm-hmm. then he popped it, and it was just everywhere. And I stood up and told Jordan, you better clean that tonight. <laughs> so he got the vacuum, and then Fernando came in and used my $200 book as a broom oh, to sweep the confetti. <laughs> so, to summarize that, the confetti was cleaned up. We had some cookie cake. Is that what it's called? I, I think so. And, yeah. Happy birthday. And, yeah. Thank you. January 20th. 30th. No, it is not. 30th. It's January 30th? Yeah, I thought it was January 20th. Oh, my 20th. God. You're bullshitting me. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. But, yeah. It's a... Uh, it's very interesting. Your birthday is January 3rd. Yeah, it was on a Wednesday. Damn, okay. That's why I was so tired. Reasonable. It's the middle of the week. And then we got confettis going on. Oh, by the way, there's a confetti hanging on my ceiling still. I was wondering One about piece that. of confetti. Yep, just there. Classic. You ever want to yep. get rid of it? Or is it going to uh, be there? I'm just going to wait for it to fall down. Fair enough. Alright, I'm going to ask you the big question. I'm, there's probably going to be something I want to ask you afterwards because I have something in mind. Uh-oh. Sure. Uh-oh. Somebody's also waiting for you at the desk. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Luigi is on the clock still. We are getting close to the final question. I'm going to ask him what makes him happy, all that good stuff. And I think that should be it. There was something else. I will say... I have a hard time keeping my train of thought considering he's on the clock and he's going back and forth, but you got to do what you got to do, obviously. And I don't know. Hopefully you all are enjoying this podcast. This will be the 17th podcast. I don't know what I'm going to do for the 20th episode, but I'd say that's a landmark. I'd say I probably would have been putting out total now maybe 18 hours of content. And that's almost a full day's worth of shit right there, guys. Not going to lie. But I... don't know if I don't want to do a Q&A because uh, I don't know it's an idea I don't know if it's going to be some super special guest I don't know if I'm going to do something out of the ordinary I've had a bunch of ideas for the show like having a camera we've talked about this before I don't like the idea of having a camera yet because of the fact that it's all so willy nilly whenever I do these podcasts sorry about that you gotta protect the prairie yes you do like just for example we're doing this in the middle of an office in the middle of the union sometimes we're doing it in a conference room sometimes we did it in a deli back in Carbondale slash Murfreesboro sometimes I do it in the middle of the library so it's kind of hectic whenever we get all this stuff accomplished but again that's just another thing that we'll talk about on a later date anyway you're back guess what Louis you know what this show is called I forgot well, Just kidding. I guess I'm done That's here. The pursuit of happiness. Thank you. So, here it is. Here's the big question. Have you thought about it before? Before I even ask it? Have you been pondering it? Not really. All right. Well, Luigi, my stomach just rumbled. What makes you happy? What makes me happy? What makes you happy? You make me happy. I try my best. <laughs> I I hope you mean that actually. Maybe. Sometimes. Just kidding. Um. What makes me happy? Yes, what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Yes. What makes me happy? 
What makes you happy? Helping people. A being a things. humanitarian. Being a civil servant. Being okay. a Filipino. Here's here's the downside of that. Whenever I say I like helping people and stuff like that, oh, you're so, you know, your ego's so big, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and another part of that is like, okay, obviously I'm pretty active on Facebook, mm-hmm. social media. And whenever I post something, like if I would be volunteering or helping out and stuff like that, it's not me being like, oh, look at what I'm doing, I'm so great. It's more of like, I'm letting people know, like if I said with marketing, like I'm letting people know that you can do certain things like this. Like I want to do, I want to be able to inspire people. Mm-hmm. So being able to inspire people is one, I guess, to be me being happy. Um, back in high school, I have a group of 13 to 15. Um, they're sophomores now, and they're called Luigi's Children. Um, they were in the volleyball team, and I kind of managed the volleyball team during their freshman year, my senior year. Okay. Um, so we still have a group chat, Luigi's Children. That's nice. Uh, whenever I back, go back home, I see half of them most of the time. Uh, so inspiring people, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is being help, being able to help people, regardless of knowing them or not knowing them. Um, this probably goes back to my grandfather being help, able to help people and uh, representing people. Uh, sometimes people are underrepresented and they just need a voice. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes it's difficult to do that because you don't really know what they're you know where they're coming coming from. So um, I try to make them have a voice of their own. So just helping me, helping them out on what to do or how to do stuff or if they want to do a uh, petition or some sort or who to talk to mm-hmm. um, inter- if they have issues campus related wise or school related wise you know they will redirect them to other people I honestly don't know where I'm cutting now but I'm just gonna so um, I don't know what else that's okay my dog makes me happy Saki yeah. shout out to my doggo Saki she is a Shiba Inu and uh, she is actually looking for a stud this summer. A stud? A stud. We're trying to have her have puppies. That is interesting. Is <laughs> Saki a purebred or something? She is. Interesting. Uh, she was very um, expensive, purebred. Really? That's wild. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, Luigi. Uh, whenever you said something earlier, uh, I think you mentioned it already. Uh, you said something about how people think you have a huge ego. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna give it to you straight. I think you're fucking goofy sometimes, but I do think you're a good person. Well, so hey, don't, 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 nope. I think you're a good person. I think you're goofy, but that being said, I do think you legitimately care about other people. Don't your mouth open. Stop. I think. Don't get me wrong. You don't look that hot. <laughs> I think you're a good person. I think you're goofy, but don't cut yourself short. But continue. What did well, you want to say? Have well, you ever met someone? Yes. Who yes. Is in a leadership position, and um, you know, representing someone or some a group of people who's never had a big ego. Um, con- your ego and your confidence ties into each other. Mm-hmm. And. I kind of want I want to say this that there's nothing wrong with having a big ego as long as you're using it for a good cause 
Would you uh, say that just ties in with confidence in general? Yes. So uh, I know a lot of student leaders out there, especially when they're still in high school, Mm -hmm. they feel they don't want to do that. And they don't want to be the boss. They don't want to be... It's okay to be kind of... It's a different... First of all, there's a difference between being a leader and a boss, mm-hmm. and that's when you usually figure that out in high school. Because <laughs> you, you know you the high school drama, and then you figure out who's the leader, and you figure out who's the boss. So, I think people should understand that, and people should understand that it's not there's nothing wrong with having a big ego as long as it's for the good of other people. Reason. And there's many different definitions of ego, so <laughs> basically. Good, bad, separated. I got you, Chief. So, um, I didn't really elaborate it to the people that are listening earlier. Westchester is what you call the suburb of Chicago. Or what you call the suburb of a suburb? When you say a suburb, I honestly, I honestly don't understand how that works. Well, we're definitely not in Chicago. Yes. We're near in Chicago. How, like, are you closer... We're by Oak Brook. Oak Brook? If people know where that is. Is that anywhere near Aurora or something? We're about half an hour from Aurora. And North, south? We're near Brookfield, the Brookfield Zoo. Okay. And we're about, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to pinpoint it down. Um, but it is a suburb. It's definitely a suburb, um, comparing to houses and stuff. But it's, Westchester is a village. Mm-hmm. Um, so you already know it's a suburb, but it's called the village of Westchester or a village of something, usually. And we are under proviso township, so a township with multiple municipalities in it. Okay. So this is going to be like a government class now. But <laughs> so you have the village, which is the municipal government, mm-hmm. and the township is the township government officials. Um, so we're under Provisor Township. That's why high schools are called Provisor Township High Schools. So we have about 10 or 11 different towns within the Provisor Township. Okay. So we have about like 100, 150 um, citizens in this one, that one township. 150 people? Well, 1,000. Okay, I was about to say. 1,000 people. All right. Um, That's a big my number. My town alone, Westchester, is fairly um, geogra- geographically small, and we have about like 25 to 30,000 so that's about the size of Carbondale yeah so we're a suburb there you go well uh, I'm trying to think is there anything that you want to talk about that we didn't want to talk about yet how about your romance how about my romance I'm a single boy uh I elaborated while you were, I think, urinating that I have a date I'm supposed to go on. I don't think I'm going to do it, you but a date with a girl back home. I think you should go. We'll see. We might. She's a senior in high school, but she's not from my high school, so I'm very skeptical, so I don't think well. I will. I'm not a poacher or anything. Well. And it's more about maturity, so we'll see. If things happen, they do, but I'm going to be very... Uh, cautious about if I actually do it or not uh, other than that I am single oh yep I'm ready to mingle more or less I'm a mingling boy but uh, <laughs> nothing terribly special I have deleted and downloaded many dating apps and I am just kind of rolling with the flow talking to new people and seeing if I like them or not if you feel me chief well 
What? You about to say something, Chief? Did you delete your dating apps? I did, but I redownloaded Tinder. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> it's like that sometimes. But I'm looking forward to getting rid of it because it's not really. Sometimes I just look and who's, who's there. That's reasonable. Um, it's always kind of interesting whenever you find somebody that you actually know in person on Tinder. Yes. That's a surreal experience. I always find a match with Elena and, you know, our closer friends. It's just funny because we see each other on Tinder. Mm-hmm. But, um, do you have any other questions? I'm trying to think. Um, I don't... I feel like we covered a lot. We talked about UIS. We talked about fraternities. We talked about fundraising. We talked about you. We talked about the Philippines. We talked about peeing. We talked about, uh... I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty good podcast. Hopefully, everybody made it to this point. Hopefully, the audio is good. Hopefully, my mic's working. <laughs> yes, I I've tried to make sure that as much audio came up as humanly possible. So I think you should be good. But what do you think, Chief? This is the seventeenth episode, by the way. Seventeenth. Yep. Wow, that's a very interesting number to be in. Is it? Yeah. Is there like history that I'm not aware of? No, it's just, you know, you're on the verge of being an adult. Yes. My, well, 17 to 18. Okay. I remember my 17 year. <laughs> Not too long ago. Back whenever you were a younger man. <laughs> what, a younger man? What was that? Were we were like juniors? Yep, juniors. Yeah, I was wilding out. <laughs> I can only imagine. I'd like to thank you for finding me this office to use, by the way. This yes, is SGA this is, office. Um, well, it's under SGA, but it's, it's our SOFA office. It's the Student Organization uh, Funding Association. Um, <laughs> shout out to our um, uh, treasurer, SGA treasurer, Heba Kazi. Uh, this is her office. And she actually doesn't know that we're here. <laughs> so Hopefully she listens to the podcast yeah. and can enjoy this conversation. Hopefully. She might be out of town, so this is the best time to use her office. Perfect. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to wrap it up. Do you have a quote? A quote? Would you like to use a quote? Do you have a quote? No, you have a quote. I have a quote. Use a quote. This is a quote that I've been using um, a couple years now. Um, I was actually featured in a magazine that was front page um, of a local magazine for our town. And... um, I use this quote a lot, and people reference it surprisingly whenever they see me, and um, people actually still read. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, paper copies too. Um, so it's from Madre Teresa, uh, although I'm not very religious. Uh, <laughs> I do admire her work and aspirations, and uh, it goes: um, "You can do what I cannot do. I can do what you cannot do. Together." We can do great things. Ooh. So I think that it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, I just like working with people. Like you know, obviously collaboration is always best. And um, you know, you can't really do things without the help of others. I mean, some things, but like if you want to do major things, you know, it's always nice to have somebody to help you or work with, partner with people. So there you go. I think that is a very great way to think. And I'd say we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to post, uh, alert everybody, Instagram, social media, Snapchat, Twitter. 
hopefully Luigi helps the brother out and does something with his social media, retweets or something. Yeah, don't forget to um, our fundraiser at uh, no, <laughs> Buffalo don't. Wild Wings if you're in town in Springfield. 4420. That's 4420 yeah. <laughs> Wabash Avenue in Springfield. Uh, it's Buffalo Wild Wings, 4 to 8 p.m. and Wednesday, March 6th. That is four days from now. Yep, four days from now. All benefits go to Habitat for Humanity of Sangamon County. Oh my god. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, hopefully, you got this far. Hopefully, you'll hear some new podcasts coming at you sooner than later. Uh, again, Luigi, thank you for being here. And please. Thanks for having me. Hey, don't mention it. Don't forget very important thing to do to pursue your happiness. You like that? I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll see you guys next time. Well, um, yeah. We'll contact Coke again, and then uh, we'll see what happens after that. There you go. See you guys. <laughs>